0: Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to discuss a question that I received today in an email from a reader of Fortress of the Mind named Paul. And let me read a little bit of his email. Uh, the subject, the, the general subject matter that he's asking about, is how to deal with culture shock, basically, how to deal with. Uh, getting accustomed to living in a foreign country and what are some of the strategies and tactics that I think are the good ways to do that. So let me, fir- let me first read his email so you can see basically where he's coming from. Paul says, uh, uh, Hello, I am writing to you this evening because I have read each of your outstanding books and enjoy listening to your podcast as well. Well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. And he says, I can't thank you enough for your advice, support, and help that you give to men like me and others around the world. Well, thanks man, I appreciate that, I'll keep it coming. Paul says, um, uh, currently I work as an educator here trying to improve the English level of both some Colombian students and teachers in a local school, and he also says here, before that I was an English teacher living in a Middle Eastern country and studied the language there for several years. He says, I have a passion for learning foreign languages, traveling to different countries. I know from your posts that you have lived in countries like Brazil and Japan, and I know that Bolivia is different from both countries, but I figured I would ask you for some basic advice on how to integrate oneself into a new country and culture. If you have any tips on this, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Well Paul this is a good question. So basically what you're asking here is tips on how to integrate oneself into a new country and a new culture. Which I view that question basically is amounting to how to overcome culture shock, how to become acclimated and functionally proficient in in dealing with a foreign country. And this is a, a this is kind of a it's a it's a very broad question, but it's also a very deep one and it's one that I've wrestled with a lot you know over the years because it's one of those things that you become more and more ambivalent about as you get older somehow when your experiences of life tie together and you're able to connect various disparate threads and tie them together you can see where the cords meet and where they don't sometimes and you start to reflect on your life and and what you may have been successful in and what you may have been found wanting in now my experience in travel is, is probably not as broad as some other guys. I mean, I we we have to distinguish, first of all, between living in a foreign country and just visiting. I visited, as, as a tourist, many different foreign countries, but I've only lived in a few. I lived in Japan for about three years. I lived in Korea for a year. I lived in Bosnia in Croatia for about six months. And... Well, with Brazil, I've I've visited there so many times. That I I practically uh, I, 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 you know, I I practically have lived there for all functional purposes. <laughs> I've practically been been living there for the past few years. Um, but you know I've visited a lot of different other countries. You know, uh, many different countries in Europe, and um, you know uh, one in the Middle East, Egypt. Uh, so. The point of what I'm trying to get at is we first have to distinguish when we're talking about integrating oneself into a new country or culture is the length of stay. It's very different to visit a country as a tourist than it is for visiting to live there. To- two totally different experiences. And if you're going there for a short period of time, you're not even gonna, most people are not really even going to think about trying to integrate themselves into the new Country and culture. It's this is basically going to be a task of a person who's going to be undertaking long-term uh, residence there for more than a couple months. Now, the other thing that I've noticed, and I'm just going to—I've jotted down a few of my observations here. I'm just going to go down my list and explain them as I go down the list. The first thing to realize is you're not going to like every place. You know this this standard wisdom about every place you go you're going to love it and and it's a new and great experience well uh, i don't know about that i mean maybe i think people enjoy the experience of traveling but some cultures are just not going to mesh with you they're just not going to suit your tastes they're not going to suit your personality but even so you can always find ways to lessen the impact of the strain and make your time there more valuable because even bad experiences you'll value more as you get older. Even if you leave a place saying, man, I'm never going to go back there again. If you don't do some work to try to make the experience tolerable, you're not going to get the most out of it. And even bad places can teach you something. So the standard first advice you're going to get that everybody tells you is, oh, you got to go out and you got to meet people. You got to mix with people. You got to Find activities to do and go look at places and do things. And uh, I'm I'm barely going to cover that very much because I consider that self-evident. Yeah, when when you're going to be living in a country, and you're going to be there for some extended period of time, you need to get out and do things. You need to get out, try to meet local people. You know, if you're a man, you should try, if possible, to uh, you know date local women if you can. If you're a woman, you should uh, you know try to. Experience the culture on a human level. You know, try to meet people. Try to do the same thing. Uh, You should try to have friends, if possible. You should try to have regular activities that you do that can establish a routine. And you should travel. You should need to get around and try to see local sites. You need to see. I mean, it it never ceases to amaze me. There are people that have been to uh, to Rio numerous times. And have never seen some of the local sites there. They've never seen some of the historic sites. They've never been to the museums. They've never done anything except just hang around on the beach. And I suppose that's fine. But you're not going to get the most out of a trip if you don't try to at least experience the local history and customs on some level. Go out to restaurants, eat. You know, avoid tourist places. I mean, all that stuff is 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 newbie advice. I mean, that's 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 something that I consider self-evident. That's barely worth mentioning but you still need to do it you still need to get out and it's not easy it takes effort it takes willpower because there are times there are days when you're going to get up and you're going to be like man what the hell am i doing here man you know get me out of here you know you're gonna you're gonna change i mean i remember a couple years i went back to tokyo a couple years ago for a trip and i hadn't been to japan in in years and you know, I, I I talked to one of my friends while I was there. I was like, man, I I just want to get out of here. I just don't, I'm just not feeling it anymore. You know, I've been I've been to Brazil so often. I've been going there so often. I don't feel like I want to go anywhere else. I just don't feel comfortable here. You know, I just I can't connect with these people anymore. You know, I'm a different I'm a different man than I was in the '90s, and that's normal. You're going to grow. You're going to change. You're going to feel different about things, but. You've at least got to get the experience under your belt. That's what really you're there for—is to have the experience. You've got to do it. You've got to—you've got to absorb the information. You've got to absorb. The, so that's—that's, that's, I guess, the second or third point that I'm trying to make is you've got to experience that sensory input. You've got to get those senses activated. You've got to get those experiences under your belt. You've got to acquire the knowledge. Well, how is knowledge acquired? You may ask. Well. I'm glad you asked. You know, I've been reading recently. One of my favorite mystic philosophers that I like, and I'm and if you if you if you've read my books, you know that I have a a real interest in the mystical philosophers, especially uh, this um, medieval Islamic mystic uh, Ibn al Arabi, Ibn Arabi. You know, um, he, if I spelled it out, I B N A R A B I, and he had a, his theory of knowledge was that we get our knowledge. Man gets his knowledge through basically five different ways. The first way is through the five senses, which are, you know, scent, smell, taste, touch, hearing, and sight. The second way is through the imagination, through the imagination. And what he means by that is that we basically function as the bridge. We ourselves are like this imaginary bridge, this demarcation line between the world of the real and the world of the unreal. And that's where our imagination is activated, that, that isthmus, he called it in, in Arabic, barzakh, this, this isthmus between the world of the real and the world of the unreal. And that's what the imagination was all about. And for him, the imagination was actually a, a, a real way of acquiring knowledge, like through dreams, through that, that trance state that mystics could get into that was a way actually to acquire knowledge now the third way of acquiring knowledge is through cognition cogitation that's thinking pondering things the fourth way through reason that's basically using logic and rational thought similar to the cogitation but slightly different in that reason really more focuses on accepted inherited wisdom from others and then the fifth way is through memory through our memories and things that we may have experienced in the past. So my point is from from talking about that is that if you want to make the most out of your your travel experience, you have to you have to acquire knowledge and activate those knowledge sensors, those five methods in all in all ways. And so even if you hate having a certain experience, you should have it. You know, you can't stay holed up in your room. You can't stay sequestered in your little cell. You've got to get out there and you've got to do things. Otherwise, it's not going to mean as much to you. You know, the next thing that I, next comment that I would want to make about making the most of your trip, your living abroad, or how to integrate yourself into a foreign culture, it's something I've noticed Again, it goes without saying that you should try to learn the language. I mean, I would think by now that 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 would be something I wouldn't even have to mention, but I'll mention it anyway just for completeness purposes. But you should be achieving some sort of functional proficiency in that language. Now, it sounds like, you know, you've lived in a Middle Eastern country, Paul, so you know about that already. You've already got that experience. And once once you have the experience of learning one language, you are going to know how to learn others it becomes easier the second or third time around so that's going to be a good thing for you to do and keep in mind but what i'm trying to get at here is this there's a paradox that that i've observed maybe this we call this the um integrating into the foreign country paradox and this is you want to try to learn as much as you can about this culture okay you're going to learn the language, you're going to learn the food, you're going to learn the people, you're going to learn their mores and their ways they live and all that stuff. So you're acquiring a tremendous reservoir of knowledge of how these people think and operate and live. But yet at this and so that that knowledge draws you maybe closer to them. But at the same time, the paradox is that that knowledge also makes you more aware and more conscious of your own culture, your own language, your own ways of thinking. And at the same time, it draws you apart from them. So there's this duality that you experience when you integrate into a foreign country where you simultaneously become more closer in them to, with sympathy. But at the same time, there's this repulsive force. That drives you away from them at the same time. so you you almost begin to occupy this third world this you're not really part of your own culture and you're not really part of their culture. you're sort of in this limbo you're in this you're in this um, nether region where you understand both cultures but are not really part of either one. so as long as you understand that and you know that that's happening, you'll kind of you'll be able to avoid a lot of this mental confusion that a lot of people get into when they find themselves feeling these emotions. The other thing I want to mention is that you've got to know what you want. You've got to have goals. You've, if you're going there, if you're going there for a purpose, if you're going there as part of a work or a job, and if you just want to make money and you don't care about learning anything, then fine, that's okay. You know, there are people that go, I've heard to these... Uh, they work in Saudi Arabia or the Gulf countries. They're, they're just there to make money. They just want to go in the oil business or whatever. They don't care. Or India, whatever. The, you know, they're just there for a limited period of time. They just want to make as much money as they can. They want to get the hell out. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And as long as you know that, you know, maybe that will save you a lot of turmoil. And. The other observation here that I'd like to make on that is don't try to change the people. Don't try to change the local people. Don't try to explain yourself to them too much. And don't try to make them understand you because you're setting yourself up for frustration. I think if I look back in some of my experiences, I think I made the mistake sometimes of trying to make people understand or assuming that people had... Um, When they would ask questions about my background, they truly cared about the answers. And the reality is people are going to have their own preconceptions about you no matter what. Just the fact that you're from whatever country, say you're from Canada or United States or England or France or Italy or whatever, people are going to have their own preconceptions. They're going to have their own stereotypes. And nothing you do or say is really going to change that. So don't try to over-explain yourself. Let them accept you. Let them take you as you come, and make them deal with the problem. And along this same note uh, is be prepared for the onslaught of English practice seekers. One of the unfortunate realities that we have to deal with in the modern world as being native speakers of English is that everybody wants to learn our language. And no matter where you go now on the planet, well, maybe not everywhere, but most places, you're going to try to find people who are going to try to use you for English practice, who are going to try to get something for nothing. And, you know, if you're there to try to learn their language, it can be a real irritant. It can be a real problem. And it, after a while, it grates on you. So be aware of it and try to deal with it the best you can. Try to limit your time with people who are just trying to pimp you out for English practice, because that's just going to uh, activate your hostilities against them as a people. So, just be aware of that. You know, people are going to see you in a foreign country as almost a thing. They're not going to really care about you as a person. They're going to see you as an object. They're going to see you as, you know, this is the walking, talking stereotype. You know, like as a a trained monkey. You know, for them, you're 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 the organ grinder monkey, and they want you to dance. Again, not every place, but. In the Asian countries, it's like that. I've My experience has been, it's it's to some extent, not not completely, but it, it can be tough. And when you're dealing with real cultural chasms, not just differences, but if you're a Westerner in an Asian country, especially some of the more cloistered Asian countries, the more closed, the ones that are less experienced in dealing with foreign peoples, you're going to find uh, a lot of that. Uh, and it, it's not a big deal at first, but over time, it really gets to you after a while. And that's why I found that for me anyway and again there are other guys that feel differently i'm just talking about my own personal experience i don't think it's a really good idea for a western man or even a woman uh for you know to spend too much time in asia i think it's good a couple a few years you know maybe you go back frequently or whatever but long term residences in asian countries i'm not convinced i don't know i i it's not something that i would probably want to do um you know, unless there were some real attractive incentives to do that. Again, everyone's different, but the the being cut off from from people of your, your same cultural background can leave you in some ways adrift after a long enough time. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to be living in a foreign country, you want to come out of it with something to show for it. You want to come out with something to show for it. So you've got to fight through the discomfort. You've got to fight through the pain. You've got to fight through the agony. And you've got to learn the language, learn as much as you can and realize it is going to be a painful experience. Just like being reborn is a painful experience, but it'll mean more to you as you get older and as time goes by. And I can't tell you if there's one thing that I'd like you to get out of this podcast, Paul, more than anything else, is that. There is no such thing as a bad travel experience, really. No matter how your experience turns out, it's always going to be something good because you will draw on that experience for the rest of your life. And what I mean by that is, if you say you live for a year or someplace in some country, let's call it country XYZ, and then you go about your life and you do something else, that experience of living in country XYZ is going to stay with you forever. You'll remember the smells, the sights, the sounds. You'll recall specific instances. You'll be, you'll recall specific vignettes. You'll recall specific, uh, you know, dealings you had with people. You know, great times you went out. Great moments you had with, uh, you know, your girlfriend or whatnot. And those are the things that really make it poignant as time goes on. Those memories ripen into a very very nice final product that you can savor and chew on for the rest of your of your life so you've you've really got to hear me on that and um and uh and that should be the incentive for you to continue to have uh force yourself into uh experiences in the country that you're living in final two points i'll make is that you need to also have a refuge as much as i want to preach getting out there and experiencing the culture, you need to take a break. So you need to have a retreat. You need to have a refuge. Um, You want to have a place that's nice. You know, you want to stay in a nice place. Like, you know, you don't want to come home to a dump or one of these miserable hostels or whatever, where you're just, you know, sharing a spot with five other people. I, I don't know. I just, you know, that might be fine when you're in college, you know, if you're just traveling around, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be doing that when you're older. I mean, I, I know one guy, uh, and I, I totally disagree with his travel philosophy, but he likes to go to a... This guy's a, you know, he's got money, he's got means, you know, he he travels to a country in uh, Central America and he makes a point of staying in these hostels. And in his age, I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's just, I, I think it's a, a big mistake. I think that you're, I think the, the the alleged money that you save is is just, is not worth it. You know, you want to be, you know, you can use Airbnb, you can use other arrangements you don't need to stay in in dives or dumps because you're going to want a refuge you know because no matter how pleasant a place is sooner or later it's going to get on your nerves and you're going to want to come home at the end of a long day fighting the crowds and dealing with the dorks and be able to just you know lie in your bed or your your sofa and turn on the television and just zone out for a while so you 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 need to consider that and focus on that and also, try to control your anger. I mean you're gonna run into a lot of people with preconceptions fed to them by the media about who you are and what you allegedly believe, and they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, all Americans like their coffee with uh, sugar or cream in it, and uh, everybody thinks this or everybody thinks that and it might seem amusing at first, but it's going to get on your nerves after a while. So be aware of that and try to have patience but Those are the best tips I can give. I mean, there's no magic formula here, Paul. There's no magic formula. You've got to do the best you can. And the great thing is you'll come out of this with a stronger sense of identity. You'll have a stronger appreciation for your own background, your own culture, your own language. And you will also have a greater appreciation for the culture, language, and people of the place where you will have lived. So you win, but you, there's going to be some pain first. You're going to have to suck it up and deal with it. But you've got to keep the ultimate goal in mind, and that is you've got to fight, fight, fight until the last rag is on you, and you never reach the end zone. You never reach the end zone. That will conclude the podcast for tonight. I'm Quintus Curtius, and thank you for joining us here at Fortress of the Mind. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would ask you to go to iTunes and rate me there on iTunes. And if you've bought one of my books, I would ask you to go to Amazon and rate one or more of my books. Even if it's only a couple sentences, it's all appreciated and it helps the message to get out there and helps others to find my work. And I do appreciate that. Until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.